Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Is the Australian share market well positioned for a record run-up? But the question is, has the recent pullback in share prices since July, combined with the volatile earnings season, positioned the Australian share market for a stellar run, or should we still be concerned? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for the channel and hit that subscribe button down there and remember to click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune into our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, with the uncertainty in the market over the past six months surrounding the US-China trade war and talks of an impending recession, it has been hard for investors to watch their portfolios rise and fall in what seemed like an erratic roller coaster ride. August added increased volatility with reporting season, so it's no wonder many have found it difficult to take profits or to predict which way the market is heading. Many are questioning whether they should sell their shares or weather the storm. You see, nothing raises fear or emotions quicker than uncertainty and speculation. Since achieving an all-time high on the 30th of July, the market fell nearly 7% before turning to rise back up around 5%. So can investors now start to regain confidence in the market and look forward to the next rise? I strongly believe that the main contributors to Australia's development over the coming years will come from growth in exports to neighbouring Asian countries, such as China, Vietnam and India. Each of these countries are growing strongly and they look set to continue this growth for some time to come. In addition, with interest rates at record lows of 1%, there are two things that could unfold. Companies will improve their balance sheets by reducing debt and by doing so, increase their profits. Or they'll borrow money to grow, both of which is likely to lead to increasing investment in Australian businesses. Lower interest rates can also lead to consumer confidence as they have the opportunity to deleverage and reduce their debt. The more consumers reduce their debt, the more confidence will come back into the market. It's also an opportunity for those who are more cashed up to get into housing and other asset classes. The low interest rate environment and changes to lending requirements should make it easier for Australians to borrow to invest in the housing market. We've also seen in recent years that property prices have been negative or relatively flat across Australia as a whole. 
That said, while there are signs that this is changing, a combination of low interest rates and slightly more affordable housing prices could be another factor which impacts Australia's growth over the coming few years. Given this, we are well positioned for a significant rise in the market and I believe the best opportunities to build wealth in the coming years will come from the share market. If you are looking to take advantage of the next bull run, my advice is to buy good quality stocks in the top 50 blue chip companies. These stocks will drive the market into next year and beyond. The sectors that are likely to perform strongly include technology, materials, healthcare and financials. Looking at the sectors last week, financials was the better performer for the first time in quite a while, up over 2%, which could be a sign of things to come. Materials and utilities were also up over 1%, while information technology was the worst performer, down around 5%, and healthcare was down over 4%. For the calendar year, healthcare and information technology are still two of the biggest performers, up 23% and 28% respectively. Looking at how the top 100 stocks performed, Adelaide Brighton fell heavily in August before recovering strongly last week to make up what it lost the last four weeks. Illumina was up over 10% in what looks like the start of a new bull run, although it is still too early to tell. CYBG was a big loser two weeks ago before rising over 10% last week, although I don't think this would last and don't get too excited about this one. So what do you expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. All right, what an exciting week it was on the Australian stock market last week, rising up. But uh, should we be expecting it to, or that uh, tipping over on, on the proverbial seesaw? Are we about to tip over to go down into the load that I'm expecting? So let's have a quick look at the chart of the All Ordinaries Index. Now on the screen now you've got a monthly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. And I haven't shown you this one for a while and I've just drawn basically a gray line right across all these peaks and troughs, right back to the lows, right back here in 1982. And as I keep saying to, to everybody on our videos and our stock market show is that markets move in price and time constantly. So every day the market trades, it trades in prices, stocks do that as well. So with a market it's points, with stocks it's cents. And they have their own rhythm, like each of us has our own rhythm. We all get up at the same time in the morning, we drive to work the same way, we say the same things, we go to the same restaurants. We're very habitual. The market follows our habits because the market is an indicator of the economy or what, what's happening on in our economy. And we're driving the economy. And that's why the market is very, very um, predictable about where it's been, from where it's been to where it's actually going. And what this is showing me on the screen right now really is the market is just traveling along that line. It's moved right up to make a new all-time high back, as I mentioned, on the 30th of July there at 6958. We've had a bit of bearishness through August, but so far in September, we're trading higher. So we did push down a little bit in August, uh, sorry, September, uh, and we closed last Friday at 577.1 points. But let's see where we're going to. Now, this is the chart we looked at last week. Now, I mentioned saying that uh, with that, I still am expecting the low, but I, I, look, half of me suspects that we could be moving through the all-time high and not having the low where I expected. It is possible that this low here 
is uh, the load that I was expecting at 6476. I don't think it is, um, and I strongly don't think it is. I think it's just the calm before the storm, so to speak. We've had one, two, three, four weeks up, but looking at last week, you can see the difference. These bars are much longer. This one's much shorter, so it's possibly running out of steam. And if we go down onto the daily chart, you can see here, again, shorter again. So it wouldn't surprise me if our market does slow down and it starts to move down into this low. And this scenario that I was talking about last week occurs, and we move down to that 6393 or below down to 6218. Again, not big big deal to worry about because looking at this, if we use our little prediction tool here, from where it currently is closing, we're talking about 5.6% down to about eight, around about 8% downwards. And that's really not a lot. And if it happens over the next two to four weeks, it might be short and sharp or it might be protracted over the next three or four weeks. But again, I still think 6393 will bring it down and probably bring it down before mid-October. So these next four weeks are critical. If we do start seeing a downward week this week, then I'll know pretty much that my theory is correct that we'll be moving down here. But if we still see another up bar, then we just keep moving that high until it possibly gets to where that is. Uh, that one is, which is mid-October, and then falls down into the last little bit. But until it breaks the new all-time high, I'm not going to be convinced that we've had the low that I was expecting. Now, let's get into the questions that you've sent me for this week. Okay, the first question we got from Eric Cartman. He goes, what's your thoughts on BNPL stocks, which is basically, buy now, pay later stocks, um, such as Z1P. Now, there's a few of them, obviously, Afterpay, Z1P is another one, and, and there's a couple more. There's more of them coming on the market, and obviously, the banks are looking into those areas as well. And I know um, Afterpay has done a bit of a deal or is doing a deal with Visa um, from that point of view as well. But let's have a look at this one. So let's look at Z Z1P. Uh, and you can see it's gone quite vertical over the last few years. And we've seen this massive, massive move. And if I put my little tool on, you can see from that October 2015 low, you can see how far it's gone up 1500%. And if we just look from around here, which is August last year, so just over 12 months, it's risen over 400%. Again, I think it's too late to get into these sorts of stocks. They've made their big, big, big runs, and a lot of people will try and get into them after they've already run. If I look at the volume on these things, let me just grab that and I'll put some volume on this. And you can see, look at the volume it had back here earlier. Now look at all the volume through here, all the big volumes coming through in this sort of area. The biggest volume is around up here. Amateurs buy at the top, professionals buy at the bottom. And so what's happening now is a lot of people, mums and dads and people watching this, are now starting to get into that and the big players are actually starting to sell into that. I don't necessarily think this is going to have another huge big run. Uh, currently this bar, this is the current weekly bar from last week ending Fridays, which is the 13th of September. We're seeing it gapped up, traded down. But it's had one, two, three, four weeks up, made a new all-time high. Be interesting to see how many weeks down and that will tell me the future. I'm not suggesting it's not going to go up. I'm just suggesting that rise that it had passed um, over that last 12 months, two years, is not going to happen again at that same rate, not even close to that. So it's going to basically go into a normal rhythm right now because the market's caught up with this. Uh, if we see three or four weeks down, if we, uh, it might be bearish. Um, if it breaks through that low there of $2.70 over the coming months, then I would suggest it would start falling away even further than that. But I'm not suggesting it is bearish. I'm suggesting it's quite, it is bullish at this point in time. But right now I'm thinking that the, it, it's not the jury's out, but I'm not, 
I'm saying it's not going to be as strong as what it used to be. So if you're not in this stock at this point in time, then I wouldn't be getting into it. Um, I'd be looking for other stocks at this point in time. So let's get into the next question. And the next one I've got is from Brent uh, Williams. He says, Dale, thoughts on PointsBet expansion into the US. Now, um, I didn't even know who PointsBet was. It's just not a stock on my radar. And if you look at the stock, um, looking at the chart of the stock, it is completely illiquid. I'm not even going to bring up the chart. It's just that crap. It really is a dog stock. Um, so, and I really don't care about its expansion into the US. And I know that sounds harsh, but really until it comes onto my radar of a stock that's worth me looking at. And what I mean by worth me looking at is when you get such an illiquid type of stock like this stock points bet, it's not worth my time to start analyzing it because it's going to be hit and miss it and run on a lot of news and speculation. And that's not a stock that I want to trade as a professional and as a great trader. I want to make sure I've got a stock that has good liquidity, good volatility into it, and that it's much easier to predict. All too often, people who aren't very good traders buy these cheap stocks, hoping for these big runs to come out of them, like Z1P did or what Afterpay's done. And they try and get in on these and they don't really know what they're doing. And they get bitten quite often. Now, after paying Z1P a bit different, but over the last 20 plus years, I've seen so many people get bitten by stocks that are low liquid, only to see them just go down and sideways forever and a day. And, and I hear stories every single week of people having stocks that were a good trade when they first bought them. But after a little bit, they became an investment and a reminder not to trade illiquid stocks. So that's my advice to Brent. Um, I don't care what points better doing in the US. It's, the chart will tell me whether they're a good stock to not or not, or whether I should be buying them. And when they settle down, I might have a look at them. But right now, it's not really worth it. Um, the next question we got is from Andrew Canobra. He said, hey, Dale, could you please check out AMP on your next show? Um, yeah, we'll have a good look at AMP. And this is one of those stocks that uh, you know that I've talked about a couple of times where I've said, um, uh, with AMP, I've said, really stay away from it. People are trying to bottom pick this stock. Um, and really, this stock is not telling me that it's bullish. I'm going to have a look at the monthly chart. This is a bearish chart. If you own AMP, you probably you shouldn't have been in it. It's pretty much as simple as that. If you don't, AMP, uh, don't own AMP now, do not even think about getting into it. Uh, that's really the thing. When I'm saying this, it's very, very bearish. Now, looking at the weekly chart, it has had a couple of weeks up. And this is why a lot of people get excited is they see this move up through here. And if I just move it up, you can see how much it has moved up from that low here. It's gone up 15.88%. It had a beautiful rise up here. If it breaks through that at uh, what that high of $1.94, it may be a little bit more interesting. But all you could be doing is buying one of these little runs up here. This one here moved up. Let me put my little thing onto it from that low to there, it moved up 14%. And the, here's another one. And all you might be doing right now is buying one of these little moves up, 19%. And the list goes on. If we see there, a lot of different moves when it went up. Right now, it is bearish. It is not something that I would have my money anywhere near. I'm not saying it's not going to go bullish from where it is. I'm just saying the risk is too incredibly high for you to get into this stock. Uh, the next question we got is from Nimble Jack. He said, hey, Dale, can you look at Tabcorp? It's been trading sideways for the last four plus years. Do you think it will continue doing so, considering Tabcorp traded sideways from late 2008 to 2014? And now it appears to be repeating the same pattern. I'm thinking of another one to two years before it trends in direction. Thanks, Jack. So let's go and have a look at Tabcorp. Um, where is it there? There's Tabcorp here. So what he's saying is that sideways move that it's been moving in, and I'll bring up the whole stock. 
So you can see this stock here, it went sideways through from 98 there, but it was a little bit, this is much more of a sideways move. So if I use my little, where's I've got a rectangle tool. So if I use my little rectangle tool, you can see most of the price action was in that green area here. Now if I drag this over, if I can drag it over, and there we go. You can see a bit different, can't you? It's a lot more volatile in this area. We had a beautiful big bull market through and some nice runs in here. So it's not quite the same. This is a lot more sideways this year than here. So I don't necessarily think it's gonna be the same thing. And obviously back here, a little bit sideways there, but it is perfect. This thing has got good strong support around that sort of level, around that $4 level. So will it start moving up? It possibly, right at this point in time, it's possible that it could move up, but it would need to get right through that level of 484 before I'd start looking at this stock uh, at this point in time, but it does look all right. Um, so I don't discount your theory on this, where it should start to rise. Looking at it on the monthly basis, we've seen a couple of months down, a month up, it tried to push down again and it's starting to move up this month. But again, I'd really would like to see a little bit more indication of strength. What I'd like to see is the movement down uh, and a high trough here just to show it because we have one, two, three, four, five weeks up. It's gonna move down and where it moves down and how far it moves down will determine whether it's gonna be strong or weak. And this is where a lot of people don't get direction right in stocks is they jump in right now thinking, hey, it's gonna go up. It's been bullish for four weeks, now it's the time. Only to see when it falls away, it shows weakness. And a lot of people don't understand how to recognize that. But great, great, great question. Um, we've got another one from um, Smokin' Joe. He says, hi, Dale, could you please cover Center Group or SGSCG? I bought in recently at $3.80, and I'm thinking of buying more at the same price when it drops from its current price. Now, um, I did answer um, Smokin' Joe, and I said, why would you bother doing that? I mean, you don't buy in at 380 and buying more when it goes back to the same price. It just doesn't make good trading or investing sense. So let's have a good look at it. Now I haven't heard a response from him at all, which is not uncommon. A lot of people don't necessarily um, get back um, uh, get back to me when I do make comments, but he bought in around that sort of 380 level. Now the, the only reason you would buy more of anything is if you're so confident that it's gonna rise, if you're not making money, and it looks like you're, you're actually making money. So 380 was where he bought. So down around about here, he bought it. Let me just get that out of the way so you can see what I'm talking about. He bought it down around where that horizontal line is and he's making money. So what he's expecting is the stock to fall away and then buy some more of that, which is why would you do that? It doesn't make sense to me. You'd only be buying when it is strong or when it tells you it's strong. So you buy a real position at the first place. So when you're initially buying a stock, you've done all your analysis, you know it's gonna go up with high probability, you've got your entry rules, you've got your stop loss rules, and you've got your management plan on that, and you take a full position in that stock. You don't add, don't watch it go up, then come back down to your buy price and then buy more. It's not really smart investing, and it's definitely not smart trading in my book. But right now, what does this stock look like? It doesn't look super strong to me, and that's really, it doesn't, it's right until it tells me it's stronger, and it would need to get through that level. Um, which is about $4.11 before I'd start thinking at it. There's a lot of resistance here. Um, and I think right now it's not super strong. And so again, that'd be another reason why I wouldn't buy it, uh, um, buy more at the same price that I had. So it needs to tell me, uh, will need to show me a lot more about whether it's strong or weak. So that's um, from my point of view at this point in time. But hey, look, thanks for asking the questions. But uh, that's it for me for this week. And if you've got questions for me, whether it's if you've got a trading question or whether you want me to look at stocks, down below there, 
that's a chat box. So type your chat in there. Tell me a little bit about it. Just don't say, look at ABC or AMP or what we looked at today. Tell me a little bit about why you're looking at it because this is all about you learning. Um, and just asking my opinion is not enough. You need to start thinking about what you're buying, why you're buying it, what you're selling and why you're selling it and having rules and processes around that. So, but please post your questions down below. Remember, boy, before you move on, just hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next week, guys. Good luck, good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.